0: Welcome into the Atlanta basketball party, your home for the best Hawks talk. It's local insight you can't get anywhere else but right here at Locked On. I am Tanitra Batiste, and alongside me are Jarvis Davis and Deshaun Tate. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. The Atlanta Basketball Party is also part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. Now, guys, the Hawks are hoping to at least end their West Coast trip with a W against the Dubs. We'll talk about how the Hawks got to being seven games under 500 and what they can do to climb back into contention in the East and, of course, the latest on the rumor mill its always what's going down as you get closer to the trade deadline. So let's go. Let's get it in. We're going to start right out of the gate, Jarvis, talking about this because we know that the rumor mill has just picked up so much steam of late with DeJounte Murray. It seems like every 24 hours in the news cycle, we're hearing about a different team that he's attached to. So does it seem like to you, Murray kind of knows he's got and he's got one foot out the door?
1: Yeah, like, because when I, I go back to, and Deshante and I even talked about this in our little group chat, mm-hmm. like, when he had those back-to-back um, game winners, mm-hmm. it was just weird, like, guys were just celebrating, yeah, man, good job, DeJounte, and DeJounte was just like, you know, just like, man, like, it has to be wearing on him, like, when you look yeah. at him, because we understand the type of player that DeJounte is, like, it I is. love the cat since day one, mm-hmm. like, but, when you look at how things have been going and, and how they tried to figure this thing out, Nate couldn't figure it out, and then Quinn looks like he can't figure it out either. Mm-hmm. It's just not, this combination with Trey Young and DeJounte Murray, just not working. And you can see it in his play because he's not the same guy he was when he first came in, 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 in as an in Atlanta Hawk via Trey from the San Antonio Spurs. He's just not. Yeah.
0: I would have to agree with you on that one as well. And what about you, Deshaun, when you watch his play and not just his play? I think Jarvis makes a great point when you watch body language and when you watch actions, interactions and reactions, it does kind of feel like the same that Dejounte is like, hey, I, the, I see the writing on the wall. The writing is getting bigger and bigger. And OK, see, I'm about to be out of here.
2: Yeah, it does definitely feel like that, Um, whether that's what, you know, of course they're not necessarily going to admit it if that's what is going on. We all understand or overstand that rather, but um, it is that vibe. It is that energy. It feels a little bit awkward to a degree. Going back to the same conversation that, you know, Jarvis is saying that we were having, Mm -hmm. you know, as the team kind of corralled around him after Mm -hmm. he hit the game winning shot against Miami, it was almost like a, you know, hey, man, you're so lucky to be free of this frustrating situation. I wish my contract was up so I could be up out of here, too. But that, again, that's just what it felt like, you know? Yeah. I mean? And so and it looks like everybody was proud to see that happen because obviously, sure. um, you know, he had been hearing his name being brought up and obviously he's been keeping it very professional and things like that. But... Um, you know, it's, it's, it's been weird, you know, nonetheless. And, um, you know, we obviously hope that, you know, he can still stick around as an Atlanta hawk and we can see things work out and because on on what level of one to 10, what number would you guys give to say that, you know, that, that, that he, that he's been around long enough to see this thing work because that's instantly what the narrative is going to be at some point Mm -hmm. when there is no more DeJounte, obviously we're assuming sooner than later, it's going to be like, well. They didn't give it enough time and there's going to be some people that feel like well they gave it more than enough time you know and the pointing fingers and everything else happens from there but Mm -hmm. um it would be nice to see the leash be extended a little bit longer to see if it can work out but if this is going to be the end result then it's a no-brainer that you got to go ahead and part ways
1: mutually i look at it from the standpoint of it's depending on where this team is headed you know and i know we're probably going to talk about a little bit later on but just for me with the whole jante murray situation I don't know about y'all, but I've been checking out these some of these packages they've been talking about. With well, especially with the Lakers, they're like D'Angelo Russell, a 29 first and another uh a first round pick swap. That I don't what what what, what they that? gonna do with that? Yeah. What that what what kind of compensation is that? I'm not saying that you should try to get three first-round picks like you traded for them. That's mm-hmm. not happening. That that ship has sailed. But for me, it's just like where do you want to go? What's the direction? Mm -hmm. And for me, I want to see him try to go ahead and just play it out for the rest of the season because at the end of the day, if if that's the type of conversation that you're going to get in return, what's the Mm -hmm. point? Like, you might as well be tanking at this point.
0: Right. And I feel like that's where we kind of are. Like, we're at the point point in place where it was painfully obvious. Like, it's been the thing that we've known. It's been in the back of our heads. But I think in the last week or so, it's kind of come to the forefront where we're like, oh, We knew you didn't have any bargaining assets. We knew you didn't have much that you could bring to the table to barter with. But no, you really don't have much to bring to the table to barter with. And that's why you can't. And I think for me, Jarvis, the pain point, and which it could have ultimately been the pain point for you guys as well, but it was getting a notification on my phone that Pascal Siakam wasn't headed here. And I say it just the way I said it because he could have been headed to any of the other... That package was weak, T. I don't even care. Right? I'm like, I don't even care where he landed. That where he landed was not the point. The point for me was seeing that Pascal Siakam did not land here, and that that had been a part of the rumor mill since last summer. So the fact Mm -hmm. that it never happened, the fact that you could never get a third, and you know sometimes in the NBA it's even a fourth trade partner, but the fact that you could never get enough partners in place and enough pieces on the table to be able to get him here, that was so troubling and going back to Deshaun's question about on a scale, you know, kind of the one to 10 for me, it's a 10 because I feel like at this point it should have worked. It should have worked. I I've said it before Jarvis, but I'm going to repeat myself just for a second here. And that is what other group do you know of that gets, we're a season and a half in, You got 22 free-free's in the regular season with Quinn Snyder. Then you got a couple free-free's in the postseason last year. Then you got the offseason. Now you have half a season. So if you put all of that together and we look at some of the success stories of melding players together and it working, this ain't it. This ain't it. And it's probably never going to be it because the bottom line is the communication conversation and feedback that. Quinn Snyder is put out there, that Trey Young is put out there. And even I think I've heard Clint Capella mention it on occasion, that has not gone gone away. And the bottom line is the communication comes typically from your field general. And who's your field general? The guy or guys in the backcourt, point blank, period. Guys, there are so many different angles when it comes to this trade talk. And it's not just about DeJounte Murray. We'll talk about it when we come back in the and one. So guys, you know that at this point in the year, everybody's kind of looking to do better, right? And if you are looking to do better, Hungry Root might help you get there. This episode of the Atlanta Basketball Party is brought to you by Hungry Root. Now, it's two words, right? Hungry Root. Or is it one word? Doesn't matter. Because all it matters is it's about eating a little healthier in 2024. They are here to rescue you from all of those short-lived resolutions by giving you a meal plan that's actually easy and quite nutritious. You can build healthy habits that won't just disappear by February. And we know we've all been there and done that. So whether you're braving the cold, thank God we're not doing that anymore. we got some good weather going on now, but we're still maybe dealing with crowds, grocery shopping is maybe not on your list of to-dos because, hey, that traffic in Atlanta is real. Well, this is a great solution for that. Why not stay home and let Hungry Root handle it for you? It provides value in so many ways. You can save money. A lot of customers have done a comparison contrast and found that they save more by going to Hungry Root versus expensive takeouts or even restaurants. You reduce food waste up to 30% per week, and you save time because you don't have to stress out about grocery shopping. You don't have to stretch out about meal planning. But to me, this is the big, big special discount of 40% off and free veggies for life. Are you kidding? Free? Tell me where to sign up. I will. Hungry Root is offering locked on NBA channel listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. So that's you guys, locked on NBA, right here in Atlanta, locked on Hawks. That's us. Just go to hungryroot.com slash locked on to get. off your first delivery and get your free veggies. Again, that's HungryRoot.com slash locked on. Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you. This episode of the Atlanta Basketball Party is also brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, patience. What brings home the winning trophy is always what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, led headlights. And you know, I'm going to tell you about my seat covers because I always tell you I got them from eBay and they fit perfectly and they really make my car look so much classier, whether you're into speed, power, or like me style, eBay motors has got you covered over 122 million parts for your ride or die. You'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with their guaranteed fit, Your part is guaranteed as well to fit your ride every time or money back. Because with eBay Motors, it's not about burning cash. It's about burning rubber. With all the parts you need, it's your MVP. So keep your ride or dive alive at ebaymotors.com. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions do apply. And eBay Guaranteed Fit is only available to U.S. customers. All right, guys, let's talk a little bit more about this trade piece. Here's the thing that I thought about Deshaun. We don't talk about this too much, but this can be wear and tear on a lot of individuals not named DeJounte. everyone is pointing to him as the most likely piece for being traded because of what it'll bring to the table for the Hawks, knowing that right now they are seven games under 500, but you got to wonder about Trey and all of this as well. I mean, Could it be that he's exhausted? There have been rumors about him possibly being someone who wants out. Could this whole situation have put him in a mindset of, hmm, maybe it's time for me to think about moving on.
2: Yeah, I don't think that's the case, but I can see how that could be a real play. Um, You know, we were just talking in the last segment about the vibe and the energy and the feel, right? Well, that same vibe, energy, and feel appears to be, optically only, even if that's the case, that Trey Young is also a little unhappy here with mm-hmm. the way that some things have transpired, the way that some things have, have gone. Um, so, you know, considering all of those things, I mean, listen, you know, we can we sit up here and talk about, you know, this guy or that guy, DeJounte or Trey or whatever. I mean, I think that the verdict could even potentially be out on it, not, you know, no, somebody from the Front office maybe not necessarily being exclu- ex- excused from some of this as well. There just really seems to be a lot of turnover. uh, Even mm. in the front office, even not sure who is leading the way with a lot of things being the decision makers as to whether it's Trey or DeJounte or whomever. Not, you know, it kind of feels like the blind leading the blind. Is it wrestling? Yeah. How much emphasis does wrestler's wife have mm. on it? or How much emphasis does rest- wrestler's son have on it? Kyle Corver, Grant Hill, CEO. Yeah. This one, that one. Trey, no. Yeah. Who knows, you know, from from that standpoint. So uh, I don't think it's outside of the realm of possibility. I'm not sure that it's the smartest thing to get rid of probably your best piece or your most popular piece since number Mm -hmm. 21. However, I know one thing for a fact, if you're really that curious to find out if, you know, what things look like, um, you know, without him, then there's only one way to really go about finding that out. If in the event that he is truly the key denominator and behind why you know so many different changes have been made, but yet still not getting closer to
1: the ultimate goal. Mm. And, and for me, man, like a lot of times, Trey gets—I think—I think he gets a bad rap. Some of it mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. deserves it, you know, for yeah. the most part. But yeah. I think on the other side of it, we don't give him. I feel like as a, a fan base, as a objective, you know, broadcaster talking about this team, covering this team for for the past few years. Mm-hmm. the dude's trying this year yeah and i haven't been able to say that in the past couple right you know I, to, to be quite honest from what i've seen from my yeah. what my eyeballs have seen on the basketball court i really feel like this dude is really trying mm-hmm. he's trying to pull, push the whole coach killer thing to the side i really yeah. feel like he's i've never heard him give a coach so much credit and name right him. He, he's yep. naming quinn snyder quinn mm-hmm. is doing his thing yes we, we just yeah. gotta buy into what quinn is he's rubber stamping Quinn mm-hmm. Snyder in his locker room and, and it yes. just f- feels so weird that they can't it seemed like the message is not getting through to the other guys too. Right. Right. Because yeah you know the from the whole this is talk defense right yeah we, we understand what, what Trey Young his limitations and he understands that hey given my limitations given my size and given mm-hmm. what you know what works well in the NBA, and th- those are wings—six, seven, eight, six, seven, eight, six, seven, and six, eight guys on the wing. Like that what works in the NBA, and he understands. Hey, I gotta get in the passing lanes more. I gotta be able to get some tip balls, get me some steals, be effective. Like it's yeah. been done before. We've seen charges. it, right? Steph Curry, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, taking charges. Like, yep. come on, man! Like a max player taking charges—that's right. an emphasis. Like, come on, like so he—he's bought in. Quinn is bought in. It's just the other guys that's not buying in. So I think right now, uh, yeah, I, I'll i get really frustrated if these guys aren't fully bought in, fully yeah. trying to do, because he's not necessarily from a vocal standpoint, but I know he's leading by example, you know, right. if, if anything. So I think right now, you know, if, if Trey is, is, you know, we hear the rumors about the Lakers being rumored, trying to come up with a package deal to try to yep. get him to come over there. Exactly. Who am I to say... He should consider that. He should have knocked that down yeah. because yeah. give him the place where he yeah. is. Oh, no.
0: Can I? Yeah. Can, can I? I think, can well, I, I wanted to just chime in for for a moment. I think that's why I threw that out there because yeah. I think Jarvis made a couple of great points that I just wanted to circle back to real quick. And I think one of them is he is giving the effort. When I guessed it on our show, uh, I, I call it like our second baby uh, sports extra over at yeah. uh, Eleven Alive. Uh-huh. I, the question was, Quinn Snyder was talking about defense and saying that he feels like the Hawks are playing better defense. And I was like, definition of better or definition of good or definition of great. And I said, right. now, let me give you the caveat, though. If the definition is effort and you were pointing to Trey Young, then I agree. Then Absolutely. I agree because I know what my eyes and those stats are saying too. the stats are backing him up with him with his steals. Right. And right. so that's where he can be most effective at the point. So I think that is one really great point that you make. And I think the other one is this. Sometimes we are so busy looking at uh, Trey and DeJounte and what's not working and and kind of focusing the energy on Trey. But here are two things. Number one, it's okay if that didn't work. Why? Because sometimes people just don't communicate as well. That's why people get divorced, darn it. They think they're going to communicate well. They think it's going to be a good look and it ain't. And so yep. the best thing—great analogy, to you. The best thing to do is just <laughs> you go your way, I go mine. You get yourself a new wife. I'm gonna get myself a new husband, and we all keep pushing. Now, yep. the other piece there is the disappointment has to be. I talk front court. I've been asking the question mm-hmm. more recently. What about the front court? Because to your point, Jarvis, that's where most of your wing defense is supposed to come from. Give me some D from. Give me some three and D at the three spot. Give me some three and D at the four spot. Now, Jalen Johnson gives it to him. But if I'm not talking Jalen Johnson, who the heck else am I talking about? So I just wanted to kind of co-sign on that piece as well. Like, no, it's a legitimate question to ask if maybe Trey is open to teams, the likes of the Lakers, considering taking him on, because you do have to look up and down that roster, Deshaun, because you cannot place blame with just number 11 and feel like he's the whole entire reason or the lack of communication in the backcourt is the entire reason For being seven games under 500. Yeah, I
2: feel like that's just the easy thing to do, especially when you have probably the most marketable guy, excuse me, or what have you. The quarterback Mm -hmm. of the team and everything else is not the, you know, maybe not the vocal or emotional leader or whatever, what have you, that is your most ideal when you look up the definition, his name or face doesn't necessarily pop up. Um, but can I just wake something up for just a quick second? Because the reality let's, let's wake is it up. that a lot, of, a lot of people outside of this market feel like the fan base a lot of times is very fair weather, right? And I think that there's plenty of examples of it being that. And I think that there's plenty of examples of it not being that, depending on what side of it you live on. But the consensus would agree that, you know, some that aren't, some that aren't, very mm-hmm. transplant city, dot, dot, dot. Mm-hmm. All of that being said is I did take notice to something when all of this Coach Killer stuff was going around about Trey and all of these different things. Um, I, I noticed that, you know, some people it seemed as if some people were starting to have a change of heart about Trey Young. Now, granted, we definitely seen a development uh, from last year uh, into this year. So maybe there's some things obviously that, you know, he kind of took on the ownership and things like that within Mm -hmm. himself about it. But that is something that could potentially leave a very bad taste in the mouth of a person who could potentially feel like, Hey, do y'all remember what it was like before I got here for all of these years with the exception being that they obviously went to the Eastern conference finals prior to that. But with that exception, like, I think that they know that they need him. I think he knows that they need him. And that he is the biggest thing in this town um you know as far as from a basketball standpoint you can go into the albies and all these other people but um you know I, i think that some of those things carry weight now as far as the front court i mean you didn't get anything for uh for john collins uh so that definitely hurts the front court especially when you start talking about stretch fours and not guys that can't necessarily shoot the basketball and and then you've got a guy who you moved up in the draft let's not forget deandre hunter technically a a front court player, you moved up to go get him at number four and he's Mm -hmm. yet in five years to play 67 games. So there's a lot of different elements to this and a lot of different, you know, layers to the onion. I just want to wake Mm -hmm. those things up because there's sometimes things that we tend to forget about.
0: Oh yeah. And I definitely consider, I don't care what people say he that's front court to me because at the end yeah, of the day you small sure. forward you still a forward so therefore you're supposed to be defending as a pseudo big and you should be able to do anything anywhere that they put you and let's just face it we're not getting that but Jarvis, I know you wanted to say something before we wrap up
1: yeah so I, I was just saying like the can I throw Clint Capella's name in there too as well, far said, as you. not being able to to because to, to, he he, it's, he just doesn't have it anymore can we, can yeah. we, can we come to that conclusion? Just thought, though,
0: I want you to No, I want you to weigh in on that one. Oh my goodness. And I don't want you to, I don't want to cut you off. So no, no guys, you need to hang around. Cause Jarvis has something to say. I'm going to tee my boy up and I'm going to tee my boy Tate up because he's got something. You're on to something when you're talking about the impact of a different kind of big man, you guys want to hear about it. Catch us on the other side. We're going to continue this combo and around the Metro. This episode of our Atlanta basketball party is also brought to you by FanDuel. Now, you know, the NFL regular season has wrapped up, but you know what's coming through, and it is conference championship weekend. So, there's still time for you to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. And let's face it, you may need a coach maybe, or a jacket or something. If this weather goes back to how it's acting in Atlanta, or you may need to get some last-minute Valentine's Day gifts, this could give you some extra bucks for it. This app is also pretty user-friendly, and there are so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays, finding bets in the new Explorer tab, make a parlay in the Parlay Hub. That's also the best way to find popular parlays. So get into it. Visit fanduel.com locked on and make your first bet a layup. That's fanduel.com flash locked on to take advantage of those same game parlays bets in the new explorer tab and making a parlay in the hub FanDuel is the official partner of the nfl all right jarvis you know i got excited when you started talking big man so i gotta tee this one up for you guys and i'm just gonna fall back because when i thought about this i said i cannot wait for these two to talk about it Joel and beat of course finished with 70 points a couple nights ago, and the Sixers went over to the Spurs. Then Carl Anthony Towns, it was a losing effort, but he still finished with 62 in the Wolves game against the Hornets. First time, multiple 60-point games in the NBA since 78. And you talk about, and not just the scoring guys, but really they had a nice stat line overall. And when you think about that, Jarvis, it goes back to the question and the point that you were making about Clint Capella. When you've got big men scoring like this, and you've got stat lines like you're getting out of them, does it give you more of that mindset that says, hey, don't forget, you got a front court to fix too, Hawks, and it starts at the five?
1: An uh, aging one. And, and I think when you look at just from a – and I'm not even asking him to even give you 20 points a game. Or, right. You know, you know, it, it's just that it, the thing that made Clint Capella an asset when he first came to, to the Hawks, he doesn't have it anymore. Yeah. Like just from the help defense – because he was the defense, yep. <laughs> let's keep it funky. He was the defense, you know. When, when they went on the run, you know, when they were able to, you know, go to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, and mm-hmm. you know, he was one of the reasons why. Because he was just that guy, right? Whatever trade insufficiencies at at, at the at the uh, in defense at that mm-hmm. time, like he was able to make up for it, and he just can't do it anymore. And it's it's nothing against him. It's nothing personal. It's just. That's just what it is, because yeah. at the end of the day, your talent level goes down, and and for him to be still being inserted into the starting lineup, that, that should not be the case. I mean, yeah. I don't know who's gonna have who's able to. I know Quinn is able to have that conversation. And obviously, he just doesn't want to at this mm-hmm. point for some strange reason. I, I, Maybe because he doesn't have somebody. I mean, I know how you feel about Yucatee, but.
0: (laughs) You already knew I was going to say, wait a minute, he's got a little something. (laughs) But it's a reason why
1: I trust Quinn Snyder's acumen as as a head coach, uh, a head basketball coach in the NBA. And if he can't be forced to put him on the bench, you know, by a, 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 a rising talent, it just says about the depth in your roster.
0: Right, because right now, Jarvis, it seems like he's averaging, Onyeka Okongwu, seems like he's averaging around 27 to 30 minutes whenever he's being inserted into the lineup off the bench. You know, we know he's started a couple of times, but again, I haven't seen enough in him in his starts, Deshaun, to say that Quinn should be confident. To bring him in at the five, and you already have Jalen Johnson, you're strong, strong four. So if he's coming in, he's going to have to come in at the five. But when you see guys like, and I know different you know, positions, if you will, but still bigs in front court nonetheless, when you see what guys like Joel Embiid are able to do or Carl Anthony Towns and just the fluidity that they play at both ends of the court with, you look at that and you say, hey, everybody, you need to stop parking at the back court saying those are the woes. No, you got to look at the front court. Because really, 3, 4, and 5, well, I'm going to say 3 and 5 because 4 is just fine. But when you look at 3 and 5, you're just not getting it from them the way that some of these other teams are. I'm going to call it, Deshaun, have, they have the renaissance big man who's able to really just do it all. I'm going to
2: say this, and, and, and I couldn't agree with you guys more uh, to a degree. Uh, so Tanisha knows that one of my favorite terms to use when describing this team is, consistently inconsistent. So while that is in, in very many cases, you know, uh, bell, right. That is also yeah. a Yekko no I question. also have, have hesitations and reservations about inserting him into the starting lineup because it looks great on some games when I'm looking at, you know, 17 and 11 or, you know, 15 and 13 or whatever. But I know mm-hmm. that not far away is a, you know, seven point and, and six rebound game.
1: Uh, And personal (laughs) fouls. In the first half.
2: (laughs) Exactly. Um, And and so, you know, with that being said, though, uh, I I, I will give Clint some credit that for many years he has been, especially because of John Collins' inconsistencies on the defense. He has been relied upon a lot. And adding the fact that Trey Young's defense had been just that bad, Mm -hmm. there wasn't no DeJounte Murray to help on the defensive side for these years. So a lot Mm -hmm. of people was just kind of – uh it's okay we got Clint back there to clean it yep, up always. he was left and he was left back there for a lot of years for that now because we sure. are kind of things are changing obviously and the game is evolving and developing into a different way mm-hmm. this is clearly just not cutting it um i think that there's still use for him on any and everything just because of his mindset he is on the recipient he is he is on the receiving end of a ton of lobs that Trey Young has thrown up that used to be having John Collins name written on them. Now mm-hmm. this seems as if it, you know that it's all Jalen Johnson and and, and Clint Capella, um, but how much does it take to run and jump when all the attention is on number 11. So you know, there is a lot of, you know, different you know ways that you can definitely look at this, mm-hmm. but for a guy that you can't necessarily play in, in clutch moments, especially God forbid that you're down and you need a shot. and. Trey Young is actually going to pass the ball to somebody else to where it can maybe throw the defense off a little bit. and They're doubling on Trey or whatever. To have that guy be able to step out and extend to that three point line, I think can you know be threatening to the other team can be something that is useful and good, if not nothing else. I see Capella as a very good backup guy.
0: Yeah, but you just have
2: not. You haven't. Well, you haven't done anything to even like make the, the 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 bench any better is certainly you know lacking some some depth
0: right and I want to ask you guys one more question before we go we know we've got two weeks to the trade deadline so we might revisit this question again next week but real quick Jarvis you look at the fact that we have all of these theories and postulations out there about what's going to happen at the trade deadline but is there a situation that would be the most shocking move that the Hawks could make for you or not make ahead of the trade deadline
1: if they trade DeJounte, I'll be shocked, to be honest with you. I mean, I know we talked about, you know, it looking like he knows he's out the door, one foot out the door or whatever, but it just seems like because they gave, gave up so much and the previous regime allegedly, you know, pushed that through with Travis Slank, but we all know that's not true. We know who did that and everything, and they still here. So, yeah, I'll still be shocked, though, if I saw DeJounte Murray get traded. It will be... It'd be kind of sad, to be
0: honest. With you. How about you, Deshaun? What would be the most shocking move or or shocking move not made ahead of the trade deadline?
2: I think it would be shocking to see um, Trey being moved um, just because when he's been to your franchise for all these years and you finally get that player and then it's going to feel like Dominique Wilkins happening all over again. Mm-hmm. Um, but outside mm-hmm. but outside of that fact, I'm not sure that I trust this franchise to make a smart decision because they haven't really given, given me a reason in past years to make me feel like they're going to make a smart decision. I would be surprised exactly. to see them, you know, do, you know, load up the bench a little bit more with some talent that I think could potentially fit. I'd definitely like mm-hmm. to see DeJounte come back with Trey at least to finish off the year.
0: Yeah, and I'd be shocked if they actually make a move that can dig them out of this hole. I hope they do, but I'd be really shocked if they could make a move that would make that happen. Listen, we appreciate you guys, as always, for stopping by the Atlanta Basketball Party, your home, for the Best Hawks Talk. Don't forget to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel, and we're free and available wherever you download your podcasts. We'll see you on the Atlanta Sports Party tomorrow.